Hello, everybody. This is John Thurman with the HR Social Hour Half Hour Podcast, and I'm really excited to bring this SHRM 18 interview with Mike Mitchell to you today. Mike brings over 35 years of business experience, having held senior positions in Fortune 500 companies and is the head of his own consultancy. His experience spans more than 25 years, including consumer packaged goods, manufacturing, financial services, energy, transportation, retail, advertising, and technology. Mike's a skilled instructor and trainer, serves as a senior faculty at the Center for Creative Leadership. Full disclosure, I'm a uh, attendee of Center for Creative Leadership, big fan of, the, of what they do there, and so that was one of the reasons I was excited to be able to talk to Mike today. He's responsible for a variety of open enrollment programs and is also involved in early discovery, development, and program delivery for a diverse portfolio of custom clients on all aspects of innovation, including innovation leadership. Mike's going to be presenting at SHRM 18 on Tuesday, June 19th at 7 a.m. His presentation is entitled Driving Innovation, How Leadership Makes a Difference. So, Mike, welcome. Again, appreciate you joining me today. And if you would, can you give me and the listeners an overview of the presentation, maybe an elevator pitch? Sure, John. Uh, first of all, it's nice to be here and nice to uh, have you as an alumni of the Center for Creative Leadership. So uh, my elevator pitch for what I'll be talking about that very early morning in June is we're going to take a look at how the interaction between innovators and their bosses really make a significant difference to an organization's success in being innovative. So it will be my research results, but I promise not to make it boring, particularly at 7 a.m. in the morning. Um, so I hesitantly say it's research results, but it won't be a numbers presentation or a typical research presentation. But it does, this is a continuation of a research agenda that I've had for many, many years, looking at the human aspect of innovation. So as we all know, innovation's important. We know that it gets talked about a lot. And there is a lot of information out there about processes and creativity and uh, innovation strategy. And all of those are very important. But my research has always followed the trail of the human beings making all that happen. And so I've been looking very closely at what is the human part of innovation? Uh, what makes innovators tick, if you will? In other words, why do they crave novelty and why do they go after these big lofty goals like creating new things on a daily basis? And then over the past few years, in conjunction, of course, with my role at the Center for Creative Leadership, I've been investigating. So what are the leadership behaviors that enable those people? What helps them to really do that marvelous work that they have to do and helps them to do that really critical, important work that they have to do. So I know that's a little bit more than an elevator speech, but it, it's, um, uh, it represents a long history with me, so it's difficult to say it in just a sentence or two. I, I appreciate that. It really probably addresses maybe some of the other questions I had, but I guess in that time of your research and experience, especially when it comes to HR professionals and, and the audience that you're going to have at the conference, what do you see as the biggest obstacle that we face when it comes to leading innovation? Without giving, without giving your presentation away, but what, what <laughs> tends to be the issue that, that you see in that situation? Yeah, so I see the number one issue is accurately placing the right people in those important roles. And there are two important roles. One is that role that uh, is the innovator or the person who is responsible for helping create ideas and drive the idea to fruition in the organization. And then the second role is the role of their leader. 
And that's where I think this presentation will help because HR needs to understand who do they look for, who do they recommend for roles in innovation. And it may not be who they think. Uh, and that's why I've been chasing and doing this research and chasing that answer for a long time. And certainly I'm looking forward to sharing that at Sherm this June. You mentioned it, not me, the uh, 7 a.m. session. I guess I introduced that, but you, you brought did. it up you know, in the pitch. Uh, <laughs> as someone that attends those early sessions, any special plans? I know coffee's always a good uh, <laughs> <laughs> gift, but no, any, anything, what do you bring in? I appreciate you said that not just talking research and numbers because, yes, that may not be the great way to start the day. Right. It's interesting, but, again, Monday especially at the conference, anything that you have in store, uh, special plans for that 7 a.m. session? Yeah, so recognizing that it's a 7 a.m. session, I do have – it's going to be a high engagement session. So this is not going to be stand and listen to me talk or sit and listen to me talk. It is, instead is going to be something where I engage those people that are have been gracious enough to get up to come hear some things at 7 a.m. in the morning. Uh, so it will be highly engaging. It will be interactive and it will be fun. So come caffeinated. I know I will come. Be, I will be there in full speed, all full of caffeine, but come caffeinated and come ready to get involved and take a look at this information that I have to share, but put your hands on it and discover some new things that way. Now, some of our listeners might may not be uh, familiar with the Center for Creative Leadership. Can you talk a little bit more about the organization, kind of your role in it, and, and maybe expand on some of the programs that you help facilitate there? Sure. So the Center for Creative Leadership is nearly 50 years old. Uh, leadership is what we do. So we provide leadership solutions to a variety of clients and in, in all kinds of industries all over the world. Uh, we're a not-for-profit. We're a mission-focused organization because we believe that good leaders not only make good organizational citizens and, and offer value to the organizations they work for, but good leaders also make good community members and a better world overall. But for nearly 50 years, we've been providing leadership solutions, helping executives become and be better leaders. And we offer coaching solutions. We offer uh, classroom solutions, and of course, we offer digital and virtual solutions as well, covering all aspects of leadership, all the aspects of leadership that you can imagine we cover. We're also a research-based institute, so the information that we share and that we bring to the classroom or to our virtual sessions or to our digital content is research-based. So we are a research-based institute. We have a number of people dedicated solely to investigating leadership, again, in all of its different facets, and staying on the cutting edge of what leaders need to know and how leaders need to be to address the issues of a contemporary organization. We're a global organization. We have three campuses in the United States. A great deal of our work is custom work, so we're out with clients in a variety of locations all around the world, but we also have campuses and offices around the world. I'm personally very familiar with the Greensboro campus. That's where I participated in. Uh, again, just a tremendous organization, and like I said, I was excited to be able to talk to you just knowing the, the credentials and, and knowing what I know about CCL. It was definitely one of the reasons I wanted to, to speak to you, knowing that you had that association. I guess you've had an opportunity to speak at events like SHRM in the past and, and other comparable organizations. Personally, are there any speakers or presentations that you're looking forward to seeing uh, during SHRM 18? 
Well, many, many, and there are a couple I'll name here in just a minute. But, you know, as I look at the wonderful menu of options that you have at something like Sherm, it's really quite stunning. And as a researcher, I'm also uh, a learner. So when you present me with dozens and dozens of things to attend, I'm like a kid in a candy store. So it's difficult for me to say exactly which one. Um, But a couple stood out for me. Um, there is a session on neuroscience and HR and at the Center for Creative Leadership, we've been looking into this idea of neuroscience and leadership. So I'm interested to hear, uh, what that presenter might have to offer on neuroscience as well. That's a, a really hot topic and certainly a topic that is on our research agenda as well at the Center for Creative Leadership. And then there is another session on resilience. And that again is another topic. Uh, looking at, well, how do you build resiliency and why is resiliency important? And again, that's something that we've been looking at at the Center for Creative Leadership. It is something that we imbue now in all of our leadership solutions because resilience is so important. So I'm interested in hearing, again, what that speaker has to say and offer some nuance and maybe other points of view on resiliency. SHRM 18 will be the first conference for many attendees, I'm sure. Obviously, it's a big event, uh, a lot of people coming from all over. But any advice that you could give uh, as someone that's attended events like this before uh, to someone that's their first time, how do you make the most out of that experience? I think uh, it's twofold. Come prepared. So go on the website, check out things that you want to do. Uh, because there are so many things. If you don't do your homework and plan ahead, it can be overwhelming and you find yourself in a session and you find that there was another one that you're even more interested in. So planning ahead, looking on the website, thinking about what you want to attend. And I certainly hope my session is one that you'll attend as well. So planning is the first recommendation I would have. And then secondly, while you're here, there will be many temptations to uh, use up all of your energy and to reserve some of that because this can be a very action-packed, very high learning uh, opportunity for you. And if you're sleepy, if you've been out all night the night before, or you've maybe been enjoying some of our restaurants and, and uh, night seat, night life until late into the night, uh, you do that a few nights in a row and, and you're going to be exhausted. So on the topic of resiliency, I recommend <laughs> staying hydrated, getting lots of good rest so that you can attend these sessions, but attend them fully with your full attention. I feel doubly fortunate learning that, that you live in the city. And so I feel like I have a pipeline to the good stuff. And for the listeners, any recommendations, uh, maybe, not, maybe not even the first time, first time in Chicago, yeah. but things to do, places to see or eat. What do you recommend for those out-of-towners? What are those experiences they need to make the most of while they're there outside of the conference? I'm always happy to do that. Uh, I've been a a lifelong resident of Chicago, so uh, it's a city that's very near and dear to my heart. Uh, So the first thing I would recommend is the Chicago Architecture Foundation's boat tour of architecture in Chicago. That's, uh, it's been rated time and time again as the number one or one of the top tourist attractions in the country. So buy your tickets in advance, uh, assuming we'll have good weather in June and it will be crowded. It's the Chicago Architecture Foundation uh, architecture tour, uh, boat tour. The boat takes you down the Chicago River, which is a body of water that doesn't get talked about a lot since we sit on Lake Michigan, and that tends to be the star of the show often. But the Chicago River is actually quite awesome, and over the last five years, the city has built up a river walk 
that extends for blocks and blocks and blocks off of the coming off the lake and all the way down the river. And this boat takes you down that river. You get to see our skyscrapers, the remarkable buildings from a unique vantage point and learn why Chicago is the home of the skyscraper, invented the skyscraper and all that we have to offer as far as eye candy goes, things and buildings for you to look at and all the different architecture to learn about. They do a fantastic job. It's a great education. But it's also fun. And in the meantime, you're sitting on a boat having a beer, trolling down the river of uh, <laughs> Chicago and learning as you go. Um, and then I can't uh, not plug the Chicago Art Institute since that's where my wife works. Um, and that if you've never been to a world class art institute or you were unaware that the Chicago Art Institute is a world class place uh, and it's relatively close, please make sure to stop by there and say hello to my wife and enjoy uh, just, you know, I mean, it can take you a, a days to go through that uh, museum, but certainly take half a day and enjoy the art there. Mike, I think you have a second or third career uh, ready to go when it comes to uh, <laughs> being, a, being an ambassador for the city. And I, I really, listen, I really do appreciate the time. And, you know, unfortunately, uh, I have a lot of listeners to this podcast, they may not be able to attend the event. So if listeners want to learn more about you, your presentation or research you've been doing on innovation or about the uh, Center for Creative Leadership in general, what's the best way for them to connect or reach you? Obviously, come to the presentation. I'll be uh, there and standing around afterwards, so always happy to connect with people, answer questions, and to see how what we talked about in that session resonated with them. You can also go to ccl.org, ccl.org, as in the Center for Creative Leadership, and uh, you'll find a search bar there, and you can search either my name or search innovation. And we have a lot of wonderful white papers. And again, white papers are like research. I know those can sound a little scary, but they're very approachable white papers. They're not academic. They are practitioner uh, in practitioner language. And you can look and find white papers that I've written, white papers that others have written on this topic of innovation, as well as a myriad of other topics related to leadership. And you can also write, if you have questions, to info at ccl.org, info at ccl.org. Great. Well, Mike, again, thanks for your time. We'll put, put that in the show notes uh, for the HR Social Hour and for SHRM 18. This is John. Look forward to seeing everybody in Chicago. Take care. 